You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania Podcast. I am your host, Rob Goodwin. I am joined once again, and as always, by Garth. How are you, my friend? Hello, hello. Yeah, good, yeah. Fallout from Bound for Glory. Yeah, we've got a lot of Fallout to talk about. Some new angles to be sort of discussed, some feuds put to bed, which I think is for the best. And we're now looking ahead, I suppose, to Homecoming which is in January, so it's a long time to wait for our next instalment of an Impact pay-per-view. But before we start with Impact, I think it's only right that we start with some news that came out of WWE this week, um, which is awful, quite frankly. Um, For those who don't know, Roman Reigns came out in front of the Raw crowd on Monday and said that he's battling leukaemia, and he has had to relinquish the Universal Championship, which... It was a very, very hard watch. Yeah. Very hard watch. And whether you liked him, whether you hated him, whether you booed him, whether you cheered him, we've never had a problem with him on the podcast. We just think he's horrendously misused. But, you know, no man deserves this at all. And we can only hope that he beats it like he beat it last time. But it was a shock, I think, wasn't it, Garth? Massive. I mean... Just reading it this morning, I honestly thought it was someone doing a wind-up. Um, yeah, and if it had been, it would have been extremely tasteless. Yeah, and I, te- I checked a couple of sites and they all sort of report the same. I was like, holy shit, that's... Of all the people, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't want anyone to get it, but you just think of all the people, that shit, like, look. And obviously it comes out from this that he battled it and that's what ended his NFL career. So it's just, it's like a double whammy. It's um, horrible. It really and, is. And, and, I mean, the the crowd, obviously, when he came out and booed him because they just thought this was a normal segment. Yeah. The crowd so turned and fair play because, you know, some dickhead there probably would have still been shouting what. Yeah, but, and um, hopefully got slapped. No, but um, and coming out of this as well, and, like, I mean, it's, it's hard to get upset when it comes to wrestling now. Because you've seen and done everything, but that generally, generally did upset us. Yeah. Because um, you just think oh, the shit that he's battled through and the shit that he gets on a nightly basis from the fans, and he comes out and still does this thing. And he even said, like, "Any reaction? Thank you. It's, it's yeah. that's what he wants." And that promo was excellent, and you could tell it wasn't scripted. I think the thing that was so unnerving was the fact that when he announced what he got. It was silent. It went from, you know, your typical during a promo buzz to just, it was silent. You could hear a pin so drop it, and it was so like unnerving. It was like as if sort of people were saying, did you hear that? What, what did, did you hear that right? Sort of whispering and then, yeah. and it showed you like the kids just good. Mortified. I mean, um, obviously, it, it, go on. It was when um, he mentioned sort of, obviously like, when his football career was finished and nobody would take him on. He said Team WWE took him on and no one has history. 
and like really sort of hit us for some reason. And that then when he went up the ramp and you saw Dean Ambrose and Seth, Seth come out and Seth blaring his eyes out. Shit. Uh, shed a couple of tears. Yeah, it was it was horrible. And, you know, when they stood on the, the ramp and you've got all three of them doing the shield pose, Seth's gone to pieces. Seth, yeah. Seth isn't even trying to hide it. And Dean, because of his angle later on in the show, is trying desperately not to look upset. But he's, you can just tell he's gutted. And Roman, for for how hard that must have been to go out in front of that crowd and tell people, yeah, he said it, it is in a retirement speech, but we aren't going to see him in a ring for 12 oh, wow. months at <clears> least. <throat> Yeah, you know, and I mean, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get sick. He's gonna have to have the therapy. He's gonna lose. I mean, he's gonna lose his size. So it's coming back from that. And hopefully, and I do genuinely mean this. I really, really hope he does, and I hope he gets the championship yeah. again. Hope because you're right. His, his the time. I mean, it's never a good time to obviously get anything like that. It's horrible. But he just started to get over mm-hmm. again. You know, he got himself over. You know, having good matches and just being relentless, and now this has happened. It's just, it's awful for him. And obviously, you know, our thoughts, prayers, and all our good, just everything we can possibly throw, obviously goes yeah. to Roman and his family because hell knows that they need it right now. I think the only thing that could come good of this is if he does beat it, that pop he gets when he comes back is going to be the biggest pop. That pop is going to be astronomical, and he deserves every fucking second of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, horrible, horrible news coming out of the wrestling world this morning, and it's nice to see the entire wrestling community coming together and wishing this man the best. You know, even yeah. other companies. I thought it was a classy touch what New Japan did on Twitter, saying a champion. You know, stuff like this transcends wrestling. You know, we wish nothing but the best for Roman Reigns, and you know, I thought that was a nice touch. They obviously didn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, excellent stuff. And just genuinely the outpouring of love towards Roman Reigns is, is been has been sort of beautiful. kudos to WWE for letting them go out and do it. Because they could have yeah. easily just released a, a a statement on the website or something like that. Um so yeah, like so hats off for them for letting them go out and absolutely completely pulling the curtain back. Yeah, absolutely. Give, it was give, when give he us said his sorry. name when he gave us That's exactly my what Joe. I was going to say. Yeah. I've been performing for years under the name Roman Reigns, but my name is Joe. It was at that point that it was like, oh, shit. And that was when people started to go, hang on here, hang on, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. It was it was horrible. But obviously, you know, again, we wish nothing but the best for Roman, his family, they need everyone's prayers, everyone's thoughts, and hopefully he comes out of this bigger, stronger, better. And again, when he comes back, that pop is going to be Triple H at Madison Square Garden <laughs> level of enormous, bigger yeah. even, and so it should be. Um, hashtag thank you, Roman, I think is fair to say. Yeah. But we'll talk about something a little more light-hearted. We start with the post-bound for glory fallout of Impact. Garth, what do you think of this show? Um, It was all right. I mean, it... The, the... The best part of it was the progression of the stories and the setting up of a couple of matches, um, mainly sort of championship matches. But it was quite sort of like the, <clears throat> the like the championship, uh, the world heavyweight championship match. Yeah. Set up for next week is sort of mouth watering. Oh, absolutely. Um, the 
I mean the when they set up the X Division title match for this week. Yep. Straight away I was like, yeah, I'm in on that definitely. <laughs> um didn't disappoint. No, absolutely not. Absolutely um, cracking match. And yeah, it was just it was just a, a decent show. A couple of pacing problems, but I think that's just impact. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've got they've got time to fill and not as much talent as you think they might. They to seem to have they seem to find it difficult to find that balance between having too much to put in a short show and not having enough to put mm-hmm. in a short show. They don't seem to quite find that um that balance. I thought I yeah. you know, I think exactly the same. I thought that the progression of storylines was good. Obviously we're moving on from Bound for Glory. Um and, you know, we're getting more matches and the talent that were in the matches this week all seem to have relevant storylines, which is excellent. The promos backstage seem to make sense. Um, yeah, it was just it was a solid match. Nothing outstanding. Nothing that made me think this is a fucking excellent episode of Impact. But it was solid. It did its job. We started with the new world champion, Johnny Impact. He comes out in front of the New York faithful and does what can only be described as a stereotypical babyface promo. Yeah, I've got um, typical cookie-cutter promo. <laughs> typical um, cookie-cutter promo. <laughs> yeah. Good note-taking, he, Garth. I like it. Yeah, I mean, he had a couple of digs at Aries, obviously. Um, Not as many as I thought he would, though. I just thought you when he said Aries is a, is a world class athlete, but he's a world class asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it was that. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, but I mean that completely, not least surprised with who came out to sort of take the challenge. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So basically, we have Johnny Impact talking about how he is a fighting champion. You know, he's always been the person that's done. The uncool thing when he was younger, wrestling wasn't cool. He said break dancing wasn't cool, parkour wasn't cool. Um, but he didn't care. People tell him not to do things, but he does it anyway because that's what he wants to do. You know, he gives the example of his, you know, his film, which apparently is on Netflix. Didn't know that, and I'm not going to watch it. But you know, <laughs> he said, you know, paying to make a movie out of my own money was stupid. It absolutely was. But he did it, and yeah. you know. Though I've never really rated John Morrison or, you know, whatever his five billion last names are, I've never really rated him on the microphone. I thought this was okay. It did its job. The crowd seemed to warm to him. They seemed to, you know, there wasn't any what chance or, you know, there wasn't any this is boring or anything like that. They seemed crowd, engaged. Crowd, crowd were good. The crowd were into it all Crowd all fantastic night. all night. Yeah, absolutely. But to interrupt the end of this promo, you're absolutely right. We had a little surprise in Phoenix. Now, this means two things for me. One, this, I assume, means the end of Phoenix and Pentagon taking on OVE. Yeah. Um, Which is fabulous. Um, And Phoenix being catapulted to the top of the card, where he definitely deserves to be. Rocket strapped completely. Absolutely. (laughs) What I quite like here is they reference the fact that Phoenix was a part of um, Johnny Impact's wedding. Yeah. So they referenced the fact that they were friends. They didn't try and skate over that. And basically, Phoenix said, congratulations for winning. Um, you say you're a fighting champion. I want a shot at it next week. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Impact goes, it was quite funny because he said, well, you've come out at quite a good time because I've literally just said I will fight any time. So 
if I say no, I'm a liar. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. They remain friends, they shake hands, and next week's main event is going to be for the World Championship, Johnny Impact taking on Phoenix. Should be a fantastic match, Garth. Yeah, yeah, really looking forward to it. Anything with Phoenix, and I think it, I think it'll just blend perfectly with Johnny Impact, especially considering sort of the stuff he's done in the past with Lucha Underground. Yeah, absolutely. I think Johnny Impact, when he's motivated, taking on Phoenix will be an absolutely outstanding match. The two, yeah. like you say, will gel really well, and it's just a shame that Phoenix will have to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, there is abs- I mean, give it a percentage. What are Phoenix's chances going into next week? Maybe it's 5%, and that's maybe as if Johnny Impact gets injured. I was going 8, <laughs> and that was if Johnny Impact's elbow, if his, if his elbow were, uh, plays up. But yeah, there's absolutely no way that Phoenix is taking this. But a great match, a mouth-watering prospect should be excellent. Um, especially as, you know, Impact have moved to a new time slot that they may have yeah. mentioned once. <laughs> um, next, we have Tommy Dreamer, and he is interviewed and said basically that he is an absolute psycho and he wants to beat Moose up. I, I think thought it was really good. It was. Tommy Dreamer was intense, intense drunk Tommy Dreamer, which is absolutely 100% the best Tommy Dreamer. You know, not the watered down. He was... He was Three fucks short of an outstanding promo. Yeah. He was just so intense and got the message across. Tommy Dreamer wants to beat the living piss out of Moose. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. Perfect. We then cut. I'm going to let you explain this one, Garth, because <laughs> you sent a picture to the Podmania WhatsApp group today of what happened next. <laughs> so give us a rundown, Garth. What happened? Well, I mean. <laughs> Moose and Killer Cross are just walking down the street. A random street. Yeah, so they randomly get stopped and interviewed. Yep. <laughs> Mackenzie, Mackenzie's just, there for some reason, yeah. Um, and it's just like, <laughs> it just turns on ultimate sleaze mode, oh. Moose. And he just, I mean, I, I've even wrote it down, it just says, uh, you look stunning like I do in my custom handmade <laughs> Shaolin monk suit. <laughs> He looks, and I use this word on the Bound for Glory review, he looked resplendent. <laughs> he looked fantastic. Um, he's about to accept Tommy Dreamer's challenge when Killer Cross stops him and gives one of his intense promos. And my favourite bit of this promo was where he called Tommy Dreamer Thomas. Yeah. Which he's just, been doing that a lot. It's good, isn't it? I just I love it. Thomas. Are you confident? I just, he just so much channeling is is in a Jake Roberts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just a shame he doesn't really follow it up in the ring, yeah, for me that's... anyway. But yeah. his promo, fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. can't can't fault him at all. So that set up a match later on in the night. Tommy Dreamer or Thomas Dreamer <laughs> taking on, um, Color Cross. With presumably yeah. Moose with him. <laughs> I was happy with this because obviously with Austin Aries being absent from Impact, we don't know how long he's going to be absent for. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't put it past Impact to have him interfere in the main event next week. Um 
I was I was worried about the direction of Moose and Killer Cross, which is why in the predictions yeah. I said that I thought Austin Aries would retain. Um, the fact that they are still having them together and the fact that they still seem to have chemistry and they've still got storylines to go into, that makes me happy. Yeah, We're not just dropping the ball. The perfect together like this, just accompanying each other in their matches. Yeah, it just works. It just works, which is fantastic. We then have a knockouts division match between Katarina, no murder clown in sight, taking <laughs> on Taya Valkyrie. Um, what do you think of this match? I mean, it was it was all right. It was just a it was just a chance to sort of showcase Taya again, wasn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. But, I mean, to be fair, like Katarina sort of got a lot of the early match. Yeah. Um she was I mean sometimes you forget that she actually can wrestle. Yeah, she's been embroiled she's... in this terrible sort of back and forth with Grado and Joe Hendry. So who didn't who didn't make an appearance at all. Who didn't make an appearance at all, no. Um and I think that sometimes overshadows the fact that yeah, like you say, she is an absolutely fantastic wrestler. I mean she yeah. hit that slingshot DDT, which was brilliant. Yeah. Um the jawbreaker. Um and in fact I thought Taya Valkyrie's victory came a little bit out of nowhere. Yeah, it did definitely. Um, I'm, still, I'm still not. I'm still not sure if she's fully sort of up to speed. If she, like if she's had time out or something, but she still looks a bit off the pace. I don't know what it is. It did look quite slow and quite clunky again. Yeah. Um, less so than her Bound for Glory match, I thought. Mm. But this was just a short stock. You know, I am Taya Valkyrie. Don't forget, this is what I can do. And again, I think you're right. I think we will be building towards another match between Taya and Tessa. Um, but yeah, it was it was an okay match. Um, we then got an in-ring interview by Mackenzie, who is fucking everywhere tonight. Um, <laughs> Taya talks about the controversial finish at Bound for Glory. Now... Yeah. I didn't really pick it up as a controversial finish. Basically, what they were referencing was um, Tay Valkyrie was dragging Tessa Blanchard back into the ring and Tessa Blanchard was pulling up the ring apron as she was coming in. So the referee went to sort that out and as he did that, Taya hit the uh, road to Valhalla and pinned Tessa, but the ref was out of position. When he finally got in position, uh, Tessa was able to kick out. I don't think that's controversial, to be perfectly honest. Because for me, the referee didn't have to do that. It certainly yeah. wasn't Tessa's fault, really. Um, but and she should have been able to capitalise on it, really. So. She should absolutely. You know, she's just hit the road to Valhalla. Pick her up, hit another one. Um, yeah. But she says that she still thinks Tessa is a fantastic athlete, a really good wrestler. But she's lost the, her respect as a champion. Which is harsh. Um, I'm, I'm sure she won't lose any sleep over it. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, Tessa Blanchard, also conspicuous by her absence on this show. Mm. Um, we then cut backstage to Matt Seidel and Ethan Page, who are both meditating. <laughs> very, very happy, considering they would they took the loss at Bound for Glory. Yeah. Uh, thought they were unnervingly happy. Um Ethan Page says he's going to take on Trevor Lee tonight and he is going to make him suffer. Um, which 
Okay, we're getting Ethan Page versus Trevor Lee. Absolutely fine. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> um, we then... Oh, for fucking hell's sake. We then got Rohit Raju, the one remaining member of the Desi Hit Squad, because obviously I assume the Desi Hit Squad is not a thing anymore. Although I have got Don't theory. I have got a theory moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Rohit Raju is looking out almost contemplating life, uh, looking out over the river, when Garmasing attacks with his trusty <laughs> broom. Where he keeps finding these fucking brooms from? Snaps it in half on him. Literally goes to town on him and says that he's passed one test and now he must fa- pass another test, which means that Rohit Raju, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting Rohit Raju taking on Garmasing. <laughs> now... I don't know about you, Garth, but when you when I heard the news, I popped big. I, I was thinking, I was I thinking smiled. the Podmania end of year awards, thinking match of the year, one hundred percent match of the year. This is this is pure bollocks, absolutely I, pure bollocks. I just laughed. I was like, wait, okay. I mean, nobody gives a shit about this feud. Nobody no. gives a shit about this storyline. It's so unfortunate, but. My theory is that Rohit Raju will take on Garma Singh next week. Um, the other bloke will come back. I can't even remember his name. Singh uh, yep. will come back, attack Garma Singh, and they will go off as babyface tag team, having yep. got rid of the oppressor Garma Singh. That's what I assume will happen. That's exactly, exactly my theory as well. Um, it's uh, just Just let them wrestle. If they're good wrestlers, they'll get over. Yeah. But at the moment, there isn't anything. There's no heat. There's no babyface reaction. There's nothing at the moment because the storyline just lacks anything at all. Anything at all. And it's a shame. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> we then get Ethan Page taking on Trevor Lee, the aforementioned match. Uh, Matt Seidel comes out with Page. They do their third eye bullshit. And <laughs> then we're into the match. Trevor Lee starts like an absolute house on fire. Yeah. Um. Very, very stiff, hitting some big, big strikes. I just, I wish, I wish they'd capitalise on him. I really do. Um, At this point, he's, he's almost a jobber. He is. He's, he's just jobbing out. Jobber to the stars, isn't he? Um, yeah. He hits a very, very solid-looking penalty kick off the apron, <laughs> which looked like it legitimately hurt. Yeah. Um. I mean, the crowd were really into it. This match. They were. They were. And I think, you know, definitely some of that should be proportioned to um, Ethan Page. But I think the majority of it was for Trevor Lee, if I'm honest. Um, They were doing the sort of um, Ethan Page, Trevor Lee, Ethan Page, Trevor Lee. Yeah, they were. Back and forth. Um, I mean, Trevor Lee hit a moonsault press, which looked really nice. But that only got with two. Um, Page hits him with a German, and a Uranagi for the win. It was very, very quick. It was out of the corner, German suplex, Uranagi, win. And I was wat- I was watching this, now, and it was, I think it was Josh Matthews said something just offhand, and it made us think straight away, because they said, um, maybe he, maybe Trevor Lee needs some enlightenment as well. I was like, why isn't Seidel making a faction? Of, like, the enlightened ones or something? It would be good, and obviously Matt Seidel was 
ringside for the entire of this match. He does actually mm-hmm. talk to Trevor Lee and says, I can help you. Yeah, and he certainly needs some help because this is three losses in three shows now for Trevor Lee. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he deserves a lot better than this. It's a good rebound win for Ethan Page. And obviously Ethan Page is the man with the storyline at the moment, or at least with the heat. So it makes sense for him to win. It's just a shame that it had to come at the expense of Trevor Lee. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this would be a perfect match for someone like a Grado. Or, you know, or yeah. someone like that. Falabar. <laughs> Falabar, yeah. KM. I don't KM, know if he's who, still on the shelf. KM weren't even on the um, show. No, it was... Yeah, it, it, needed, it needed to be someone else. We need to get Trevor Lee out of this funk of losing consistently because he's too good for that. Um, another backstage segment, and we have got Willie Mack and Rich Swan talking about their match against Brian Cage for the X Division title. Um, basically, Willie Mack was backstage with a microphone in order to tell us that he wouldn't be ringside. It was awful. It was <laughs> it was a slow, mumbly, very pointless promo that didn't need to be there. It's um, a good thing Rich Swan's got some charisma. Rich Swan has got charisma oozing from every from every pore. He's fantastic. I love Rich Swan. Um, yeah, he says that he plans on winning the match basically, and just plans on you know taking down the machine basically. Um, it was a it was an all right, it was an all right promo. I just Willie Mac just it just don't give him a microphone. Yeah, just let him do his thing in the ring. Yeah, he's good in the ring, but honestly, the two times you've given him a microphone and impact, he's either mumbled his fucking way through it, or he's done that utter bullshit with Comda.com. <laughs> oh, I haven't missed that, Garth. I have not missed references to Comda.com. It got a, it got a couple of references in on this show by Josh, Josh Mashmoos. Of course it fucking he got, did. got it in there. Yes, he did. Comda.com is bound for glory. Um, <laughs> we then got highlights of Ali. Just beating the shit out of people and killing people in the undead realm. Um, <laughs> genuinely, the best way of describing it is a budget, like Resident Evil. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's just absolute crazy bullshit. Um, you know, we get highlights of Rose and Marie's little cameo. Um, she's backstage. She's dyed her hair. Yeah, um, so it's serious. Which was very striking. Obviously, it's gone from white blonde to brown. Is it brown? It's like, it's like a, yeah, like a yeah. dark brown, blacky sort of Um, Kira comes backstage. She's apparently fine having come back from the dead. Um, no <laughs> reference to that at all. Um, Ali seems to be in a bathtub. Um, I, I don't know it's why she's weird, sitting yeah. in a bathtub in a wrestling gear. Um, but obviously, she's got a match later on tonight with Alicia Edwards. Um, Ali says that she's fine, but in that high-pitched voice that women use when they're not okay, really. So, I'm fine. Yeah, totally fine. And, you know, the higher it goes, the more you can think, ah, bollocks, they're not really all right. Something's happening. Yeah, oh, (laughs) shit, what have I done? Um, So, you know, something's going down. Um, But, before you can think, "Hmm, I wonder what's going down, with Thrust kicking and screaming into the Global Wrestling Network throwback of the week. (laughs) Um, which yep. is Eric Young winning the title uh, from Magnus, which you know was a nice feel-good moment. Again, you know my opinions on the Global Wrestling Network moments yeah. of the week. Just it was an alright match. It was it was alright. I mean, watching it, well, I watched sort of bits of it. I just kept watching the thing, and Christ, I wish 
Magnus was back in Impact. He's a good wrestler. He would be the he would be number one. He would be a star. He would. He's you know as Nick Aldis. He's mm-hmm. a star. Yeah. You know he probably isn't getting the exposure that he would get in Impact. You know, not that that at the moment is is that much exposure, but yeah, I can't see him getting more exposure in the NWA. Um, though, you know, we did main event all in. So, there you are. And then, you know, has recently, spoiler alert by the way, spoiler alert for anyone that is planning on watching the NWA 70th, 70th anniversary show, um, he did win back the title. Did he? Yes. I thought he might. In the two out of three falls match. Um, so, nice long reign for Cody. <laughs> um, we then got the Killer Cross and Tommy Dreamer match. Um, Garth, opinion? It was alright. It was um, just a bit... You could tell there wasn't much going on between the two of them. It was just a little bit sort of sloppy. Mm. Um, I mean, it was okay across sort of his usual sort of intensity. Um, but Tommy Dreamer just sort of does his thing. <laughs> he can't really do much at this point. He can't. He's all right. But did you, when this match was announced, did you think that Killer Cross would have very, very little problem dispatching Tommy Dreamer, who's not a regular on Impact? It was, well, did you think yeah. that Tommy Dreamer perhaps got a little bit too much offense in? Possibly, but I think it's it's that I hate to say it, but it's that cheap pop, isn't it? It's that feel yeah. good for the crowd. Yeah, it for me, it just seemed Killer Cross has been built as this absolute behemoth, you know, this unstoppable monster, mm-hmm. and of all people to give him a decent fight, it was Tommy Dreamer. I mean, Tommy Dreamer hit him for, with a superplex for God's sake. And a low blow that never got mentioned by a the low ref. blow never got mentioned. No, this wasn't a no DQ match. Um, he also hit a cutter, which I know you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cross just did his thing of different variant suplexes and sl- and slams. He hit a nice T bone suplex. That was nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, but I don't know. It was very. I mean. The way they stopped it, I thought, was quite good. It was a little bit different. The yeah. fact that Don Callis literally just mentioned that he had a bad neck, like he'd done his neck in. So Killer Cross did two of his sort of cycle suplexes yeah. and the ref called it. Yeah, it was, an, it was an inventive end. And I think the inventive end certainly helped the match because up to this yeah. point I was like, why is Tommy Dreamer getting so much offence in? Yeah. Um, I did appreciate Tommy Dreamer getting out of the first Saito by biting Killer Cross's head. <laughs> did think that was funny. I really enjoyed that. It's um, funny how uh, you could hear what Killer Cross was shouting at him as well. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's funny, do you? You think that's funny? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. You know, it was a good finish. Um, so the ref stoppage happens. I would have potentially liked just one more Saito suplex. Give him yeah. one more just to really, really drive home that you are stopping it because of his neck. Because I think two, I don't know, might have been a little so, on the light side. I suppose I sort of beat him down a bit afterwards as well. So yeah, true. I'm guessing this is going to be 
sort of comeback for Eddie Edwards. Yeah, because obviously we had no Eddie Edwards post-match. Moose and Killer Cross obviously laid boots into um, Tommy Dreamer. You assume Eddie Edwards is going to come down and save him, but obviously is selling the injuries from Bound for Glory. Um, so yeah, Tommy Dreamer ends up completely laid out. And also, Moose was right. He's a shitty friend. <laughs> he is a shitty friend. And I wonder if that's going to be bought bought on more in storyline as we go towards homecoming. Maybe. Maybe. Um, then, following this, uh, we've got an interview with Eli Drake. Who... Before that, there was the, the Abyss... Oh, of course, yeah. All of fame. Yeah. I thought it was really nice. I thought it was really good. It was. He comes across as a nice, genuine bloke. Yeah, really good bloke. I think his, his line, when you're, when time gets called in your career and you're on top of that hill, just before you raise your fist in the air, just put your hand down and help that next person onto the hill. I thought yeah. that was a really nice line and it really did put him really over good. as just a genuine yeah. dude. It's funny because when I was watching this on like the... Um, GWN, whatever it's called. It's got his top fives at the minute. Oh, yeah. And he's doing um, his top five matches, basically, and he's got a match with Mick Foley and he's got a match with Kurt Angle. And I watched it last night and it was from one of the... I can't remember which pay-per-view it was. But Angle was in incredible shape and it was roughly 10 years ago-ish. Yeah. He just looks so young and the match is brilliant. I'm going to have to watch them because I've never actually watched a full Abyss match. I've seen the one with Sting. Is it like it's, it's a weird like, casket match it, thing? He's done a few of those. This one was sort of around the time where you'd found out about his past, that he'd been in like some sort of asylum and all this sort of thing. Right. Um. So he was sort of, he wasn't healed, but he was, wasn't sort of fully face. Someone hinged. Um, I, I can't really remember the, the full story and why Kurt Angle won it, but beat him. But um, it was a really good match, and it's like he sort right. of interviews through through it, and he talks about it, and it's really good. It's worth watching. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll check it out definitely. Um, then <laughs> we had two in- we'd had two backstage segments. So the first was Mackenzie interviewing Eli Drake, who <laughs> is appalled at his treatment by the management of Impact, and is suing them for an unsafe working environment. So good. I mean, let's be honest, that is the definition of a frivolous lawsuit. But of a total douchebag. Like, oh, can't he take came across as such a dickhead. It was brilliant. <laughs> he said, what did he say? You've got a bit, some bloke arriving putting me through a table for no reason. You've got the people <laughs> wrestling without a matting. It's an unsafe environment. Yeah. And I will be suing an impact wrestling. And I will be <laughs> suing them. Um, which, which I think maybe this is Abyss coming back. Because he has the old ego of Joseph Park, who is a lawyer. Oh, I don't know if I'll like that or not. So I don't know if he'll will, but they've ran with that before where Joseph Park forgot that he was Abyss. <laughs> Forgot that he and was when, but certain things would set him off. How did you get all those injuries, Joseph? Don't know. Have you got those all those cuts and tear marks on your arms? Yeah, don't know. Just got caught against some barbed wire. Don't know and where to, I've got to, to be fair, that. To, to give him his dues, he acted the part. 
at the time really well because he would it was as if like this is a really shit comparison but you know Festus <laughs> <laughs> where where the, he would ring the bell and you just transform into this monster oh Jesus that would happen he would, he would be like this sort of nice guy sort of Joseph Park not really knowing how to wrestle and stuff and then something would sort of click inside him and he would just turn into abyss You've just compared Abyss, newest inductee into the Impact Hall of Fame, <laughs> to Festus. <laughs> well, not, not a direct Fucking Festus. Oh, hey. Jesus Christ. He was one of the main guys in the Bullet Club. Oh, yeah, and look at him now. <gasps> um, LAX. You know, I think that's it, might be one. Yes. LAX are backstage, and they're drinking. Now, mm. they're in a bar, which has got TVs behind the bar. Did you notice what was playing on the TVs, Garth? LAX. It was literally their introduction video. <laughs> it was... <laughs> what? That was what was playing, which just made it me laugh. It was like, is this their club now? Is this... Just the own that club, is that what they were trying to get at? I think so, yeah. Um, <laughs> King arrives with the OGs. Um, he looks beaten up. You know, He's got black <laughs> eyes. He's got broken fingers. Uh, he says that they met with the bosses. I believe that you are supposed to believe that he has been beaten by the bosses. Yeah. And they've basically been nice enough to let them keep a little piece of New York, but under under the proviso that they and LAX stay on separate sides. Yeah. They both seem so to be agree with that. LAX toast to the OGs, and that seems to be the end of the feud. Yeah. Which is quite a sm- smart way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I think another pay-per-view in another, what, it's three months potentially? Well, just over just over two months. And another just over two months of these two feuding, I think, would have been a little bit too much. A little bit of overkill. Yeah. It would have been difficult to see where they'd have gone. Um, but... To be fair, I don't, I don't think... I can't see Hernandez and Homicide sticking around for too much longer either. No. I mean, they're not young. There's nothing for them now, really. The tag team division, Garth. The tag team division. True, I suppose. Unless you put Moose and Killer Cross in there. Yeah. With, nah. you know, Moose and Killer Cross taking on... Um... Falabar and KM. Oh, don't say that. I was going to say LAX <laughs> for the titles. You've ruined it now! <laughs> anyway, we then get to a match between Ali and Alicia Edwards. Um, Ali comes out just a usual self, bouncing up and down. Um... But the commentary team are constantly saying something's changed in Ali. Yeah. Something has changed in Ali. You know, keep your eyes on Ali. So that irritated me a little bit because yes, say it a couple of times, don't keep repeating it. Let the audience do some of the work. Yeah. You know, she's dyed her hair. That's obviously in reference to the, and I quote, blackness of her soul. So, you know, Let's let some of the cra- don't shove it down our throats. We don't need that. Um, the match is just—it's a fine short match. There's nothing really to talk about until eventually Ali snaps, gets pissed off with Alicia Edwards for some. I think she just hits a clothesline. Um, yeah. basically, absolutely destroys Alicia Edwards. Really, really beats the absolute piss with her. Um, slaps her about, hits her with strikes, kicks, 
absolutely murders her with a code breaker, and that's your match. Absolutely brilliant. After the match, Ali beats the piss out of Alicia Edwards, strangling her on top of her, laughing, you know, slapping her in the face, slapping her own face at one point, which was weird. Um, Kira makes the save, sort of, and sort of goes, what are you doing, what are you doing? Ali seems to regain use of her mind and sort of crawls away ashamed of what she's done to hilarious psycho bunny chants, which was quite funny. Um, I'm quite happy with where this angle's going. Yeah, that's good. It's it's given Ali a bit of personality. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's given something... It's given a, a new sense of... Well, not a new... Not a new sense of direction, but it's given a new layer to the character, which is important because yeah. otherwise we're just going to have more Ali and Kira taking on Sue Young and the Undead Bridesmaid, mm-hmm. and then Sue Young taking on Kira Young, uh, Kira Hogan, yeah. and then Ali taking on Sue Young, and then Kira Hogan taking on the Undead Maid of Honor, and it would just be an unbearable cycle. And as yeah. I say this, I realised released for next week is Sue Young taking on Kira Hogan, but is he? hopefully. There will be some storyline progression there, which will make it bearable. Yeah. Um, we get a little bit of a promo package, and it was a blink and you'll miss it promo package for Jordian Grace or Jordian Grace, who is coming to Impact. She impressed at the All In um, over the over budget Battle Royal. <laughs> um, so yeah, she looked ace in that. She was the person who went toe to toe with Brian Cage. And, yeah, she should be a welcome, welcome addition to the Knockouts division. I would have enjoyed it even more if it hadn't been spoilt earlier on in the show in an offhand comment by Josh Matthews. <laughs> so, I'd n- earlier on in the show, Josh Matthews went, of course, don't forget, we've got Jordan Grace coming in. And everyone went, wait a minute, what? Who? <laughs> Seriously? And then the video package happened, like, 20 minutes later. It's like, what the fuck, man? This is taped. And this yep. isn't the first time this has happened. It's just, it was, it ruined it for me. And I know that's really yeah. petulant. I know it's really not a big thing at all, but fuck's sake. I, I pretty much forgot he'd even said it. Because it happened that earlier in the show that I must have just forgotten when the package came on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, just tell me, Garth, because am I just being picky or did it seem like he was saying it as a flippant, offhand comment because as though it had already been referenced. Or, yeah, or if, as if, like, we'd already been sort of told last week. Yeah. Um, sort of thing. Like, we definitely hadn't, had we? I don't remember seeing anything. I mean, I'd seen it, I'd seen it, I'd seen it spoilt on social media anyway, so I knew she was coming back, but, well, coming to Impact anyway, not coming back. But, yeah, even so, fucking hell. Rewatch the show. Anyway, this comes just before our main event, which is the X Division title match pitting the champion, Brian Cage, against Rich Swan. This was a brilliant match. Yeah. A really, really good match. And despite the fact that Rich Swan spent the majority of this match on his arse, you know, Dolph Ziggler levels of selling. <laughs> he still looked really, really good in this match. Yeah. Because um, obviously Cage came out looking all injured as well. I don't know if he is. but um, I did hear he's that he's, he's struggling with his quad. That's I mean, why it was so tap, um, bad. He's, he's, 
he's strapped quite a bit on those legs. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, this was not a spot fest by any stretch of the imagination, but this was literally a contrast of styles. Swan, it was Swan yeah. Flippy Cage reversing those flips with <laughs> increasingly brutal circumstances. Um, the first big one was Cage is on the outside and Swan attempts a cannonball off the apron and Cage catches him in a powerbomb and it was such a perfect catch. Yeah. Lifts him up, absolutely slams him into the ring post. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. Then we'd had um, him catching... What did he catch into... Um, a suplex. I can't remember. He caught... Oh, he caught a... It was a, a cutter. Or something, wasn't it? Yeah, he yeah. caught a cutter into a suplex position, which was just incredible. I thought... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he was intentionally, but I saw Brian Cage sort of healing it up a bit here. He got extremely angry extremely quickly. Yeah. There was one moment, for example, where Rich Swan is on the, on the canvas and... Brian Cage picks him up by the neck as though to just yeah. lift him up, but instead of just lifting him up, he deadlifts him by the throat and <laughs> over the top suplexes him. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. It's a bit where you had him like sort of, as if he was going to do a backbreaker, just lifted him down yeah. about 10 times and then just chucked him over his head. There's so many times when Swan is just launched across the ring, <laughs> up, up in the air, as though he weighs nothing. At one point, as though to emphasise that, he catches Rich Swan again from a crossbody. Okay, Brian Cage is then bicep curling Rich Swan. Yeah. And I assume he was only supposed to do three, but then the crowd joined in and counted to ten. So he ended up doing more, and then on the tenth one, just launched Rich Swan over his head. It was unbelievable levels of strength. He did. Um, he even did like a sort of, sort of a wink and a nod to JBL. You see that? Yeah, yeah, he did. I saw that. The po- he set up the power bomb. It was. It, like it, it was just a really good match. I did like that. I did like that where he put out the cigar on Rich Swan's back. Yeah. Um, he also hit a burning hammer. Yeah. Which was used pretty much as a transitional move. Only got a two count, but there we are. Um, Rich Swan though, did get. A lot of offense in. Um, he started targeting that taped up quad, started kicking him in the head because obviously that was played on uh, as the reason that he lost at Bound for Glory. 27 kicks to the head, referenced again. Um, there was a lovely section where Brian Cage comes off the rope into a cutter from Rich Swan. He then hits a lethal injection and then it's a 450 cent on and Cage kicks out. Yeah. But it's just, it's a lovely, lovely segment. It's really, really good. Really, the crowd really into it as well. Yeah, they were really into this match. This is awesome. This is Impact Chance. It was it was a really good match. Eventually, Swan, annoyed that he couldn't put him away with the 450 splash, goes to up top, goes for the Phoenix splash. Cage, this is the bit where we get the little, uh, we get the little cigar moment. Gets him mm. into a powerbomb, slams him, picks him straight back up buckle bomb and then hits <laughs> weapon X for the win um, basically the last bit of this match is the Hulk picking up Loki and slamming him into the concrete on the Avengers 
It's literally <laughs> stay down now. Um, really, really good end. And the pin as well. It wasn't oh, a proper see, pinfall. He just knelt on Rich Swan's arms with his arms what, outstretched. It was, that's was brilliant. That, that, that's really sort of heelish. Because earlier in the match, he'd done the pin with the forearm over his face as well. Yeah. It's, the only problem is, I would love to see heel Brian Cage, you know, brilliant. Yeah. But with what happened next, that's yeah, not going to happen, it. is it? That's it, yeah. Um, I will say, Weapon X, the most contrived finisher ever. It takes so long to set up, just use yeah. the drill claw. Just every time. Yeah, yeah it, it just, just use it. Anyway, um, just after Brian Cage is finished, you know, holding up his title, you know, I've won, I've won. OVE's music hits, Sammy Callahan arrives, points to the screen where they repeatedly show him beating um, Brian Cage, which is lovely. Um, He wants the X Division title. Um, Sammy attacks, Cage destroys him. The Crists make the save. Jake attempts to crossbody. Why people attempt to jump at Brian Cage, I've got no idea. (laughs) He catches you. Um, He eats a drill claw and... He gets dragged back to end the show. Rebranded OVE, you notice? They've oh, sort of had a bit of a, a bit of a wardrobe change. To be fair, they did look gross. Yeah, they did need it. To be fair, they did need it. Um, but yeah, ultimately that was Impact, a good, solid show. Nothing outstanding, but yeah, pretty good. What did you think, yeah. Arthur? I'm really good. I think the the main event definitely sort of like sort of elevated the whole show. The main event was fantastic. Really, yeah, really good match. Like if anyone out there sort of only wants to sort of catch some highlights, I would just watch that match before. Yeah, watch that definitely match. Worth it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Sammy Callahan in the title picture, absolutely fine yeah. by me. Um, you know this stuff with Ali. Hopefully that'll bring a new sort of. Dynamic to that feud that she's in with Sue Young, um, Julianne Grace with Tay Valkyrie and Tessa Blanchard, all that sort of knockouts division title bit should be decent once you know that gets going again. And the match next week for the championship should be excellent. So yeah, overall a decent episode of Impact, but nothing special. Yeah, I think that's fair yeah. to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's good. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is our Impact review for the 18th of October episode of Impact. Um, If you want to talk to us about it, please feel free on Twitter, at Podmania. You can talk to me, at RealRobGoodwin. You can talk to Chris... Sorry, Garth. Why did I say Chris? (laughs) Garth. On the brim. I know. Why did (laughs) they... (laughs) It's because I was thinking about his Twitter handle. Um, (laughs) Garth, what's your Twitter handle, man? Drummer Jack at Drummer Jackson. Fantastic. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes at Castbox. Check us out, guys. Every subscribe helps. Every rating, every comment, please do it. It helps us loads. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys again soon. See you later, guys.